Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, here for the world's first and therefore greatest football, football mashup podcast. We've got a great show for you tonight with our erstwhile co-host, Greg Zardarian, here to talk about football and also football. And for the football segment, we get joined by Kevin Kwiatkowski. Um, we talk about the Euros, uh, England and Italy. England won. <laughs> no, they didn't. Italy won. Uh, we talk about the U.S. men's national team. They won, but if you only read Twitter, it looks like they lost. Um, and we lo- talk about rioting and why it's so tough to lose a game at home. Um, this week, we're sponsored by the Anchor app, as always, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group, your home for HR, employment law, and also uh, student-athlete NIL negotiations. So check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com. So let's get right into it with our good friend, Greg. How you doing, coach? Good morrow. How's it going? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had the last week off, uh, which was why I was at my parents' place. So I'm, I'm mentally preparing myself for going back to work in the morning and so the, the Sunday scaries are uh, a little elevated right now. That'll happen. Uh, so for, for our, our listeners, we're recording this at um, on Sunday afternoon at halftime of the Euros um, in the uh, football segment, which I'll get to in a second. But uh, so so as we enter into the week of you having to work, are, do, do you have any big plans this week? Are you going to do anything that, uh, you know, your work doesn't know about yet? Uh, nope. <laughs> Not going to do that. Just going to watch some, uh, just going to watch some football, uh, which this time I think, I assume the gold cup is mostly, uh, in the evening. So it won't be like the euros where I was watching and working, which is disappointing. That's honestly, that's like my favorite part about European soccer is that it starts coming on. Like it's, the earliest I think it came on uh, last summer was like 1 p.m. for me. So I have something to just put on in the background all day. And whether or not I'm like actually watching it or not, uh, at least I get to listen to it. Yeah, and I think I think with um with the advent as as like ESPN get gets more leagues, it'll probably be like, yep, we're gonna throw on some French games at 9 a.m. What's up? Yeah, and the well, the, so that was the other funny thing though about the uh, piped in crowd noise. Because the easiest way to know when to like really pay attention was when you heard crowd noise. So when they had the when they had the piped in crowd noise and it was off a little bit, I would always like I would be paying attention and I would be like, Oh, that was a nice cross that got cleared. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Um so as we're watching the the Euros right now at halftime, it, it is one uh one nil England. Which obviously, like if if England are about to win a major tournament, uh, I obviously think of Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so I, I, I was thinking about this, like, obviously, like, as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, like, okay, they're going to Georgia this, right? Like, like they're, they're not allowed to win things. So, like, what what stupid freshman quarterback is going to come on for, for Italy to win this thing? Well, so, like, <laughs> uh, but that brings you back to the, uh, the Tua National Championship when they lost in overtime because that, that was in Atlanta, right? Yep. Yep, okay. <laughs> so it's basically the same thing, uh, yep. because they're in they're at home game. Well, you saw uh, Italy was like making fun of them and saying like, "Oh yeah, they did really good for a team that got nine home games." <laughs> well, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. I think it, like it it it's a shame that that we didn't have any Georgia fans saying that football was coming home. Then I guess American football was born in in New Jersey, and I I don't think it's ever going to come home in that regard. Yeah, no, unless Alabama, <laughs> unless Nick Saban decides that he'd rather live in New Jersey than Alabama and just moves the whole program, I think that one's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I, I think that we can with, but I, I can tell you that the it's coming home chance from a Rutgers national championship would never end. Like I, I would just, I would, I would constantly, constantly remind people of that. But Rutgers has never actually won a national championship, even though they um have been playing the game more than longer than anybody else. Listen, I would not, I would not blame <laughs> any Rutgers fan for being the most obnoxious person on the face of the earth if and when they ever win a national championship. Well, remember, like, uh, I, I want to say it was like 2006, the Ray Rice year. They got up to nope, it was 2007 because it was too, because of course, um. Uh, I think they got up to number two and then, like, got smoked by Louisville or something. Wasn't that the year that everybody was number two, though? Like, wasn't yes. Kansas number two that year, too? <laughs> Kansas and Missouri both got up to number two that year, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that year doesn't count. Uh, it's 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 the best year, but yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that year started with Appalachian State, and that wasn't the weirdest thing that happened. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that year. That like I think that literally was like noon on the first Saturday, and then I think like, no, I think you're right. Uh, I w- I remember watching that one. Um, actually, I don't remember watching that because it was, that was on, on Big Ten Network. Yeah, and we were up. We were in Northern Michigan, and we didn't have that channel yet. Uh, so the only thing we got to watch was the field goal block because that was what I think it was. I'm assuming it was ESPN cut into. Yeah, I, I I watched that game uh, on the bottom line because that that game Michigan that day Michigan State beat like I don't know like USF or something like fifty five to twelve or something first game of the Mark D'Antonio era. Yeah, that sounds right. I just remember uh, <laughs> Nick. I think it was Nick Ranky had his laptop that just kept refreshing and being like, "Why is ESPN broken? This can't be right." <laughs> uh, and uh, so, anyway, so if England is Georgia, and you know. It's and, and, and football is coming home to, to England right now. It continues to be one one zero in this game. What like what would be the comparable other than Georgia? Like what would be the comparable like no way that can't actually happen because they'll choke in college football? I mean, the correct answer is Georgia. Like this game is literally the <laughs> whatever it is, the 2016 national championship. 18, 18. Yeah. I, I don't even remember. Yeah, no, it's it's the exact same thing. It's like the team that they're known for co- for choking for forever. They somehow get the draw where they get to play at home basically the entire season. They go up against a superior, what is apparently a superior opponent, which I guess which, in, England's def- in England's defense, they're much closer to Italy than Georgia was to Alabama in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, going up and then blowing blowing in at halftime. Yeah, nope. This that's this is it. This is the this 2018 is... national championship game. I really, I, I imagine that the two a throw would be like losing on penalties. I think the two a throw is like, especially with Italy being a defensive minded team, it's like Donnarumma blasting one from forty one out. <laughs> Everybody, it, no, that's exactly what it is. Like when he, so he's gonna come up to try and uh, get a header on a on a corner. And then uh, somebody's going to try and play a ball back across where he – because he's not going to be on his line. So they're going to try and play it back, but they're going to play it a little bit too soft. So it's going to bounce, and then everybody's going to move up in anticipation of the ball going in. He's going to turn around and just pop one back over everybody. And the entire stadium is going to slowly watch a ball fly for like 60 (laughs) yards and just be like, oh, (laughs) no. Goal. 
uh, just to be clear here, um, if this happens, we we did we are not recording after the fact. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm recording this before this happened, and also I didn't place any money on this. So if it happens, just know. <laughs> I'm clairvoyant and also stupid. Um, so, right. Clock right now, 49.55. Uh, and if, if Donnarumma gets the game-winning goal, uh, it's it's because of weird podcast magic. Uh, <laughs> yes, our weird magic that only works in the dumbest <laughs> ways possible. Uh, yes. So, anyway, so if we think, uh, if we think that for example, this would be the that game, the the 2018 national championship. Um, Roberto Mancini is not uh, precisely Nick Saban, but Gareth Southgate gives off a pretty strong Kirby Smart energy, um, <laughs> and, uh, and and you got to figure like at some point he's going to do something stupid. And Gareth, I just want you to know that <laughs> that's not a compliment. It's not a compliment. I know uh, his name is Smart, <laughs> but that's not what we're going for here. Kirby. Like, like it's one of those games. Like, uh, you know, it's the opposite of nominative determinism. Like the whole like uh, Chet Hanks, Colin Hanks thing. Like Colin Hanks looks like like a button up finance major, and Chet Hanks looks like um, Malibu's most wanted. Uh, douchebag. Yeah. Douchebag. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the guy. He could be a good dude, but he so invented white. Everything, everything I've ever read about him says that that's not true. I mean, like, he's the guy who created White Boy Summer. And I feel like the summer after George Floyd, you don't want to be like, I'm creating White Boy Summer. I mean, in his defense, it's better than doing it the summer during George Floyd. I mean, low bar, dude. <laughs> yeah, and he cleared, he cleared it out <laughs> the first level. Um, so, yeah, so so Kirby Smart, not that smart. Um, but if you're, if you're considering, like, the... Uh, the implication of, of that, like, do we think that like it would be funnier if Georgia won a national championship or it w- would we go the other way and say like, okay, like who's like a big team that's sucked for a while. Uh, we're looking at you, Tennessee um, <laughs> or say Auburn or no, because Auburn, Auburn's not England. Auburn's Portugal where it's like, well, okay, like oh, because they lay, they uh, leaned on one like transcendent player to get their tournament win. Yep, and then otherwise, like they just sort of weirdly around. But you, you like, I've never watched Portugal or seen Portugal in a draw and been like, yes, they are one of the teams that's definitely going to go through here. But they always seem to like do something stupid, and there you are up two one with thirty minutes left against Portugal, and you're like, well, wait, what the shit? Why am I down? Well, yeah, so I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Just because I'm assuming you're the same way. I've I've never been aware of Portugal without Ronaldo on the roster. So. That's right. That's right. City of Lisbon. You were you were invented in 2012. <laughs> As a nation, you did not exist. <laughs> uh, no, he's older than that. Ah, uh, 2000. He's, he's like 36, man. Okay, so so Portugal, you were founded in 19... 2003. 2003, uh, but officially uh, founded in 1980, which ironically is the last time Georgia won a national championship. Is that actually true? The, yeah. The, I know. I know the Georgia part is the Portugal part true. Uh, I mean, it could have been invented there. I don't know. <laughs> Again, <laughs> like I, I mean, Spain was a dictatorship until 1977. So, like, there could Geo-political be some weird political history. <laughs> <laughs> like the funniest part about this of course is that um portugal's definitely been around before 1980 um because wait do uh, we have any evidence of that i mean uh i mean i'm sure we do and i'm sure the history teacher portion of this podcast is gonna listen to this and be like what the fuck guys <laughs> sorry ben um but so yeah so so the the Best potential part about all of this, um, not Portugal being invented as a country in 1980, which is now podcast canon. That's how that works. Yep. Um, Can't deny it. Is that like going down to it, like uh, Georgia even or or, uh, Alabama even have in this game, Alabama being Italy, they have like the young player who seems to suck a lot, but is going to do something phenomenal. And that's that's Emerson, who um, is bad at defense. Like he's really bad at defense, and only anomaly. 
<laughs> but it's it's gonna be funny because it's like, oh man, young. He's not that young. I think he's like twenty five. Um, you know, he's young. Oh, they keep picking on him, blah blah blah. And he, he's gonna two of them. Like it's gonna happen. Um, so in terms of, but going back to the, to what we were talking about about like Tennessee. So we assume that if England win this game, there will be some sort of generational riot. Um, yes, what, I what, assume the I assume the area directly around Wembley is going to uh, no longer stand. Right. So wh- who do you think would be the funniest funniest post national championship riot? Funniest. Morgan Down. Most- okay. Good. Actually, good. no. If we're talking about funniest, it's going to be somebody in like. Because, like, no offense to Morgantown, but it's a West Virginia, it's a college town in West Virginia. So, like, it's not London. That they, they, right. They would have the best one because they have enough room to, like, spread out and burn some stuff, <laughs> shit down. But the it's like funniest a wildfire situation. The funniest one is UCLA. And, and, and see, the funny part about UCLA, and it's not funny, but, you know, whatever. Um, Like, a riot around Brentwood would right. so- would so quickly go off the rails because it's like, well, what are we rioting against? We're not rioting against anything. Shouldn't we be rioting against something? You're in Brentwood. Why do you want to riot? Well, I mean, the last time Brentwood had a uh, a riot, um, you know, somebody was just driving around for a couple hours on a nice June afternoon. So uh, uh, they look for reasons. They they do look for I, what? Oh, I actually I heard a story the other day. Um, about a guy who lived in Brent, like there was this guy I, I was having, because this is is an important part of our podcast. There was a guy who 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 tried to convince me that he was uh, driving down the street and ran into uh, a, a Ford Bronco on June whatever nineteen ninety four, just before the uh, the sirens went went off behind him, and he like he used this as like some sort of like look at how cool I am. I have a story of seeing a murderer like just before he got arrested. Yeah, I was like, right? uh, <laughs> cool, bro. You almost, you almost saw a whole lot more there, man. Yeah, I don't know how that's um, because like you go back and watch the, and we're getting way off topic now. But you go back. No, to, no, this uh, is still football. Oh, yeah, this, this is USC now, not UCLA. We're jumping from school to school. That's the big issue here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the big issue. Yeah, so obviously UCLA is the funniest one because burning down Brentwood would be uh, fucking hilarious because, number one, it's Brentwood. So, like, even one fire caught probably does more uh, property damage than, like, lighting half of Morgantown on fire. Yeah, I mean, like, one house goes up and it's like, well, there's $15 million. <laughs> right. I'm not sure that there's $15 million worth of property in Morgantown. I'm sure there is just because... Uh, Dana's gone. Dana's hair is gone. That's, yeah, okay, that's like two billion. <laughs> yeah, there's the <laughs> you can't Lloyd's of London uh, insurance policy on the hair. Nope, <laughs> can't call it anymore. Yeah. So so yeah. So so the 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 uh, the property damage alone in Brent would be would be funny. But who else you got? Um, because I think that the SMU riot would be the funniest. That would be really funny. I think Dallas, because like you'd have you'd have an entire community that was like, shit, yeah, national championship Texas, and then like eighty percent of them would immediately be like, wait, what the shit? No, <laughs> wrong school. Yeah, so be, nope. It would be like if um, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of uh, is is there another? It, it would be like if Aston Villa, uh, won 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 the Premier League, and all of Liverpool was like, hell yeah, title. Wait, wait. Shit. Wait, okay, but we're still burning things, right? Like I know we're, it's not like, Liverpool, but we're still gonna burn things. I'm, I'm, I'm down for the. I'm not really good for the. I'm not really good for the Champions League win or the uh, Premier League win, but I'm, I'm down to burn things. I just want, I just want to burn things. Yeah, I mean that's just what we're doing today, and so that that is more or less what London is going to look like in approximately 35 minutes here, uh, unless they gack it up. Well, yeah, knock it on wood. Yeah. So I, the funniest I, ones are always gonna be the funniest ones are always gonna be uh, the ones that are in like affluent downtown type neighborhoods or uh, I think SMU might actually be a little bit funnier than UCLA. Well, SMU's got the whole, uh, you know, history of the eighties and everything. You want somebody who like has a, has a fart sniffing air about themselves, like thinks so highly of themselves, but is in a downtown area. So like, we're talking about Michigan, obviously. (laughs) 
I mean, that would be really funny, but Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor's the same kind of same kind of deal. Like, I don't think it's close enough to like important buildings outside of its own its own buildings. But I mean, the one I'm actually thinking about is Ohio State. But Ohio State's actually this is a self burn. Ohio State's won enough that I don't right. think they would actually riot. Right. So you, you got to think of a, a school that's near a city uh, that could win. Uh, could win. <laughs> <laughs> Northwestern's out. Northwestern's out because like there's a certain amount of like tinder that has to be there, right? Like you you can't just like random random win. And then you're like, well, shit, I didn't even. Well, know if we're, we're talking in. about tinder, then the uh, the answer is obviously Madison because I'm sure everybody in Wisconsin's on tinder. <laughs> uh, and you can take out a state. You can take out a state house. Yeah, I guess Madison would work because it's it, they're good enough that, that they have hope. They're drunk enough that they're Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> their beer is their water. Right. I, I guess like the because on that Monday night, the national championship Monday, that day would be a day off from school for sure. Yep. Uh, and and like they don't drink beer the way the rest of the world drinks beer. Like the rest of the world is like, ah, I, I had a couple too many. How many? Oh, I had two too many. How many did you have? Four. Ah, yes, that is two too many. Whereas in Wisconsin, it's like I had two too many. Well, how many did you have? Forty two. You're like, ah, <laughs> yes, that is two too many. You should only have forty beers, <laughs> right? Uh, so I think so. I've, I'm gonna end up settling, I think, on uh, Madison just because I think other places would be funnier, but I think that Madison's the only one where it seems like a possibility, right? Because like it, they, they've they've never, to my knowledge, they've never won a national championship, uh, at least not in the modern era. Yeah, they definitely have won in the modern era. Um. Of, uh, in, in, in any of the major sports. I don't think that they have a hockey. I don't think I know that they don't have a basketball recently and, and they don't have a football recently. I wouldn't. Uh, I'm not confident about the hockey because they've been good at hockey for a while. But I know that uh, they didn't start taking football seriously until like the late 80s, early 90s. It was when and, Barry Alvarez started paying players in 91. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and I'm also confident they don't have a basketball championship. Uh, yeah. Suck it, Kaminsky. I, I I don't know. I'm like trying to like big man Wisconsin for losing to Duke. <laughs> I think, right. Also, you're like you're trying to big big man a guy who like basically just bench rode his way to a ring. Like, good for you, Frank. Way to go, Frank. <laughs> Although I, I I now now on to another sport that we shouldn't talk about. Um, he's actually he's actually accidentally getting a ton of run because Dario Saric is hurt. Yeah, I saw that uh, in the last game, which. I guess I'll try and see part of that again. Whoever scheduled all the sports today is a moron. Uh, we had all day yesterday with nothing really going on except uh, Copa America. You could have easily thrown something on in the afternoon yesterday. Yeah, but, you know, everybody knows that you can't schedule sports on July 10th. Why? I don't know. But they all decided collectively that July 10th was not the day. Um, uh, except for South America, where we got to see uh, Messi finally get an international. Again, wrong sport wrong football <laughs> we're, we're in the football segment um so congratulations to Lionel messi we'll talk more about that in the other segment which will be recorded after the u.s men's national team if you if, if there's like a certain levity to this that shouldn't be there due to uh america doing something horrendous then um it's because that game has not happened yet as we've mentioned we're still in the uh second half of england italy so if anything weird happens at the end of that match that isn't <laughs> mentioned here that is also why we'll we'll lead with it in the next one and and then and, and let you know uh, that um, we do watch the game sometimes, not always, usually. Yeah, what if it's in our schedule? Yeah, whatever. Okay, so uh, any any other uh, comments about Georgia about to win a national championship? Uh, you know, I'm kind of disappointed I haven't been to Wembley now because it's not going to be the same after this. Yeah, they're going to burn it down. But on the plus side, uh, that means that all of the uh, games in London that come from abroad will be played at the new Tottenham Stadium and maybe they can afford a manager. Uh, be not- Wait a minute. Aren't... No, Wimbledon's def- different than Wembley. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out, completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burke. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just, Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> Well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're... we're we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do, do you want to do you want to do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So. Dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. <laughs> How you doing, Coach? Hanging in there. I uh, so uh, while we're waiting for Kevin, um, I feel like I should apologize to the listeners for the fact that I, at the 90th minute, said, "Is everybody good to record?" And then America almost let up a goal. <laughs> uh, that would be very Concacaf of us. Yeah, like, what? Who? Who are we to believe that something good was about to happen? Well, I mean, is it good? Because we are still two goals behind Canada on goal differential now. 
Yeah, but I mean, well, they played Martinique, and that yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, like I, I mean, this group, I don't think is gonna is gonna drop five on uh, on Martinique. But if you start Busio and I don't know, play four strikers instead of three, like we did at the end of that game. Uh, yeah, you should not make any logistical uh, assumptions with Greg, is all I'm saying. It's not a terrible outlook. Um, so anyways, so I guess we should just probably get started because, you know, why would people join on time? Kevin, but you won't hear until you listen to this. Um, In fairness to Kevin, this wasn't supposed to start for another seven minutes. I said ish. <laughs> Said eleven ish. Um, all right, so uh, game one of the Gold Cup, United States won, Haiti nothing. Um, I would say didn't look good uh, for the first sixty minutes. Is that is that a fair assessment? I don't know why you limit it to sixty minutes. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what. I guess Greg is trying to beat Concacaf on the hardest setting. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, I mean, look, like I, I, I thought that, that, that when Busio came on, I thought that it started to look coherent um, in the same ways that like when Jackson Ewell would come off and Tyler Adams would come on, it started to look coherent um, just because I think that that like, look, I don't I don't have anything against the lad. I've never met Jackson Ewell. I'm sure he's a wonderful person. He's not good uh, at playing soccer right now. Um, Relatively and, speaking. Right. Yes. Um, but like in in this role for this team, he can't do it. He can't do it. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not it's not an insult to say that someone can't do something if they can't do it. I can't play for the U.S. men's national team. It's not an insult. It's truth. Right. Especially at the highest level. Yeah. I don't know if he has like blackmail on Greg or if Greg is just I, I have to imagine Greg is just committed to finding a. I guess a backup for his system, and he thinks he just thinks that it's Yule. Um, so that really makes sense to me. Yep. Yeah. Welcome, Kevin. Hey. Um, so we're talking about Jackson Yule and how he's just not the answer. <laughs> he's just he's just not, and and I think that you're right, Greg. Like he he, you know, it could be that that Greg Berhalter has made a decision some months or years or whatever ago. Um, that this guy is is the backup to Tyler Adams, and and no amount of evidence is going to to change that for him, um, which is unfortunate because there's increasingly hard to ignore amounts of evidence that this kid is just not the backup six. I, I'd agree. And what's weird about the whole situation is that he plays for San Jose with this club team, which is mm-hmm. like they, they man mark, and they're I mean. They're kind of um, they're known as being almost like a helter skelter kind of team, where it's it's just it's just high pressure chaos, and you you try and spring goals like that, which isn't really what he's being asked to do for the national team. So it's weird that we just like, keep trying to like hammer this idea home that clearly is not panned out. Yeah, so you're, say- you're saying we're trying to hammer a square peg into a round hole. Um, yeah, yeah, that that would be the cliched way of saying <laughs> saying that. I mean, another way of, of saying it is we're trying to hammer uh, a square peg into a, a round hole, dead bolted wall. <laughs> like it's, it's really not going anywhere. Um, like, like at a certain point, you just you're just gonna hit your thumb over and over again. It, like it's not yeah, that's isn't that the tagline for the U.S. men's national national team? <laughs> America hitting your thumb over and over again. So, and, and there's also an element where. Within the last couple of years, we've really got to a point where MLS teams and especially MLS youth are being pretty heavily scouted by the top soccer minds in Europe. And I trust the judgment of these clubs over anyone on this podcast and most people probably in um, American soccer circles. And I'm by no means a Euro snob. I'm a huge MLS homer, but um there's something to be said for their expertise and the track record of developing players and knowing what winning soccer looks like. Jackson Yule's 24 years old. And he's not oh, like, he's not a young 24. He, like they say, he's not, a, he's not a young 24. He he's not there. There's a reason that he didn't make a move 
over to Europe in the last four years. He's been plenty old enough. He has plenty of professional minutes. There's a lot of film on the guy. Like, we know who he is. And I'm not saying that Boosie is light years ahead of him today, but he's... He is. But he's... Uh, <laughs> all right, fine. He is. <laughs> he's 19 years old. And, and I don't want the national team to just be, you know... Uh, playing for a European club is should not be an automatic golden ticket to it, but it should be an indicator of of where a lot of the 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 football world thinks um your ceiling is so i think i think it was um friend of the podcast at usmnt stan but i'm not sure it could have been anybody um but he had last night he he put out a thread or i guess two nights ago by the time this drops um breaking down brazil and argentina and and where those guys play where the the players on those teams play and what percentage play for uh in top five leagues what percentage play for championship for for champions league sides and both of those numbers were above 50 percent and you know he pointed out like okay like brazil's domestic league is not bad it's not like a bad domestic league argentina's is but um like they're carrying like two or three domestic league players and you know one of those is a goalie mm-hmm. yeah i don't think any of us would be upset if it turned out matt turner was the third goalie on 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 a senior I, team but right like at this point i i, I just think that like you know, it, it's not about being Eurosnob. It's about recognizing that there's a reason why Jackson Ewell at 24 is playing for the San Jose Earthquakes. And there's a reason why Busio, whose name's, whose first name I'm not going to pronounce. Um, Gianluca. Gianluca. And I'm sure um, that's butchered. Continue. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why. He's... I think that was why he didn't want to try and pronounce that. Guess. <laughs> yeah. So, so I did it for him. Thanks. Um, th- but there's a reason why he's linked so heavily to Italy and it's not just that he has a passport it's that he's good and he can hack it there so uh, oh by the way hold on I b- b- before I forget uh England did ultimately Georgia that so uh yeah we were right <laughs> also we were right. For, in in fairness uh my second idea besides uh Donnarumma jacking up a 60 yarder was to lose in penalty kicks on uh like some John, like John Roma uh, heroics, which here we are. Anyways, back to the point. Um, so I think I think that the the Jackson Yule experiment, at least as far as I'm concerned, and I've 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 held out longer than most. Um, I'm one of the people who who's been saying like, oh, you know, he does bring some stuff. Clearly, he's he's not at Tyler Adams level, but nobody is. So blah blah blah. The fact of the matter is, is that he can't play defense and he can't hit diagonal passes. So it's pretty unclear what he does positively now. Having said all of that, America did win. And, and, and you know, ultimately the, the point of group stage games is just to get to the knockout rounds. Um, and, you know, not everybody wins their first game, Mexico. So, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine if we trotted out, you know, Reina, Pulisic, McKenny, Adams, you know, the, 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 full, the full fleet. And we went out there and got a 0-0 draw with Haiti. Holy oh, I mean, moly. I, I, I would I would have I would have signed off. I just would not have been on the timeline. We would have burned down an American city. Uh, <laughs> as our discussion as I, previously discussed, there are a number of options. Yeah, I, good options. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I didn't watch the Mexico game. I, I heard that they outplayed and outshot them significantly. And it's just, oh, it wasn't close. Yeah, yeah. If that was a, a a basketball game, that's like a 45 point loss. For yeah, sure. I was uh, for most of the game because I watched it on mute uh, at a bar, and for most of the game, I didn't realize which team was which because, uh, like, the one uh, <laughs> the team that must not be named in Tobago was playing so much better than Mexico. I just assumed that based on the jersey color, that was Mexico, and then like I, I think it was halftime where they showed like clear graphics, and I was like, oh. Oh no, oh no, Mexico! Oh no, 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 no! And and to, to be fair to Mexico, I mean, um, Tuki Lozano going down like that, like that was scary. I don't know if you guys that saw sucked. That. Yeah, I, I, I saw the replay on that. And that's it was yeah, just I saw it today. See. Super scary. Um, and so you know, because he's a longtime listener, we we <laughs> wish you all the best. Um, and 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 hope for a, a speedy recovery. Having said that, uh, Mexico has one point and not three against the, the country that shall not be named and Tobago. So anyway, so America, you know, like, look, we got the win. Um, I don't want to I don't want to talk about that lineup. Jonathan Lewis has no business playing, let alone starting um, for this 
squad. He doesn't. You know, he 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 isn't he a featured nothing. player for the Rapids. He adds nothing. Like I, I I don't I understand that he is conceptually fast, but he doesn't use it, and he can't like. I, again, like it, like like it's all relative. So like when I say that he can't dribble the ball, obviously he can, but he sort of can't. And so, so like, if you're fast and you don't have any creative midfielders and you can't dribble, what what do you? Why are you here? What are you? What are you adding to the setup? I'm thinking back, and and I'm I'm hope I'm recalling this all correctly to, to earlier in his career. And again, not that Jonathan Lewis is particularly old, but when he was much younger. Uh, he had like a sub appearance or something like that for the U S and he had like a goal and an assist or two goals, something funky like that. And that was, it was in the era when we were really desperate for any wingers of any type. And a lot was discussed about, Oh, he's more of a super sub player in the first place. He's a change of pace guy. You can bring him on late, blah, 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 blah. They talked about his work rate and all those, you know, types of things that people talk about when they, um, justify why you can't start a player, but they seem like they can attack pretty well. But yeah. he, he hasn't really moved past that. Like it, there were rumor, he, you know, he's he's moved around the league a little bit because he was with NYCFC, NYCFC at the beginning of his career, I believe, and landed in in Colorado, and he, he just hasn't really. He he's no better and really no worse than he was four or five years ago, but. That's fine if you're a high level 26 year old and you're riding your career out until you're 31. But when you're going through your late teens and early 20s, you need to be progressing. Hey, dude, some of us peak in high school. I didn't, uh, but some <laughs> of us didn't. Are, you, are you sure you didn't? It's debatable. I, mean, I, I guess, like, from a certain point of view, like a very, very slow slope downwards from the, <laughs> my senior year of high Like, it wasn't really a peak, but like a gentle, a gentle rolling hill. <laughs> Okay. Got some some pitches and some valleys, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, but like, and then saying he can't do it is kind of like um, not to <laughs> square into a different sport. But it'd be the same thing as saying like Jalil or Kufour doesn't have any business being on the UN's men's national basketball team. Like that's not to say that Jalil or Kufour would not dunk me straight to hell. That's he was saying, right? Yeah, no. That, that like if we played a game to eleven, that game would be faster than like cooking two minute rice. Uh, but it's just to say like maybe he doesn't belong at the highest levels of his own profession. Like he's still very, very good at what he does. He's just not necessarily one of the 15 best uh, American players or 23 or whatever. But like, but that's the point is that like, I, I think that that's, and, and, and I think all of us sort of are hesitating to, to be like the people who are like, Oh my God, Sebastian Legette is terrible. Jackson, you ter- they're, they're not terrible. They're professional athletes they're very good it's just and so like none of us want to like stray into that awful discourse but like the reality is is that these players are not good enough they're not good enough and and well you know it's all relative too you we're comparing them against other very high functioning soccer players in the u.s men's pool right so the fact that they're in the discussion in the first place is great but you're also i I, i'm 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 not nervous but i i want to make absolute certain that we are as effective and as fit and as efficient as possible with trying to find the best, I don't know, 30 or 35 rotational players that we're going to have to use to do these three game cycles through world cup qualifying. Um, and it makes me nervous when in my very limited soccer expertise, I watch stuff on TV for, you know, two hours every couple of weeks and I see things that just don't make sense. Well, uh, I mean, I think that the thing is, is that if, if we looked at this as like, okay, we need a backup six. I think we found one, right? Like, it, as far as I'm concerned, Busio can do it, um, especially especially if you're talking about like games where Tyler Adams is not needed. Because obviously, like against the Mexico, Busio shouldn't see the field. Against Canada at their best, he shouldn't see the field. Against Jamaica, you know, who knows? Depends which Jamaica. Um, but against, you know, Guatemala, Honduras, like these types, El Salvador, these types of, of squads in, in World Cup qualifying, like, yeah, fine, he can do it. He's good enough and absolutely talented enough to hang there. Um, and so I think I think if you're talking about finding the second second six, I think that there's a really good argument for Busio, and I'd, I'd be happy if, if this sort of uh, confirmed it. Um, if you're talking about the, the, you know, the fourth center mid between, you know, if, if you're assuming that, that the, the four center mids are 
Legette for some reason, McKenney and Musa, then, okay, fourth center mid, you know, is it Williamson? I don't know. I didn't see that much from him tonight. Um, but that's like, that's the frustration is that there are other potential center mids here that we're not seeing uh, in favor of watching Christian Roldan on the bench. I thought that Acosta had a really nice game. I thought that he was the most progressive with his passing of, of really anyone in the midfield. I, I mean, maybe I missed a couple from Legette. I don't think that Yule was very effective pressing forward. He but there not. were a couple of, of pretty good <laughs> slip passes that Acosta played. So uh, I, th- I thought Acosta played well, but Acosta did the thing that Acosta always does, which is he played fine and good and he had a lot of positives. And twice he made mistakes that should have led to goals. You know, against Mexico, they did lead to goals. Um, you know, in, uh, but, but you know, he, he gave – he had a – Buzio, I, I want to say in like the 70th minute, um, ha- slipped him like a really normal, nice pass. And he took like just like a huge, heavy touch and got it taken off of him. And it was mm-hmm. a two-on-one going the other way and he got a yellow card, which he yep. should have done. Like it was a good yellow card. But like – Agreed. Um, but like that type of mistake is what you live with with Kellen Acosta. So if he's your fourth eight, like, can you live with it? Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know that that's what we want to do. You I, know, I, and I love Kellen Acosta. I've loved him yeah. for a long time. Strictly speaking on MLS form and what these players mean to their teams. If you look at the Sounders who are still unbeaten, despite missing like half of their starting lineup, that guy is like captained and carried that team through this like absolutely turbulent time mm-hmm. and has looked good doing it from, from a club form standpoint. I don't understand. Maybe he starts next game and, and Burhalter's just doing some funny rotational stuff because one other thing that is worth mentioning within the context of tonight's game is the fact that this group has played no friendlies together. They literally showed up <laughs> to the gold cup. Who so, thought was that, Kevin? <laughs> they literally no. I think that that was intentional because they showed up the Gold Cup and said, "Who we got the first two games? Haiti and who? Yeah, all right, we'll we'll figure it out those two games, and then we've got Canada." We'll do it live. I, truthfully, it, we'll do it live. They might literally be calling Martinique uh, the other team for this entire week. <laughs> who, who are we playing Thursday? I, know, I'm not trying to be team. disrespectful to those teams, but like truthfully, I like. I yeah, am. I had... want to know what number. I want to know what number of U.S. men's national team players could name Martinique before, let's say, the last month. Like a player on their roster. <laughs> there's like one. There's 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 probably like it's like Daryl DK can do it because Daryl DK uh, is a genius. Is genius? Like, yeah, I was gonna I'll, say I'll DK, DK is just sitting in his dorm room in London, <laughs> just playing sportbook wizarding. Of course, like that's the third island off of whatever the fuck. <laughs> you have no idea where Martinique is, do you? No clue. Uh, <laughs> I assume it's in the Caribbean. That's a, uh, that's a bold, uh, bold assumption, but probably pretty good given that I think Caribbean is part of the the, the naming it, of Concacaf. Yeah, that's it, why it, I assume it's in the Caribbean. It's, it's, it's not the... Canada. It's not America. It's not Mexico. We're running out of choices here. It's one of the three options, and it's not North America. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that this a little bit better rather than talking geography, which we keep landing on. This time, it's not Southeast Michigan centric. I'm glad that this team didn't play friendlies. I'm. I think that fixture congestion is like the biggest issue in in world soccer right now. We're on like the the tail end of like a one year cycle now. When like because games really got back going in what probably June or July of last summer. And they, uh, and they just May? I think was it May? I think it was after that. I mean, I think the uh, Bundesliga and EPL were the first ones back. Yeah, and I feel like they got back in like. May or June, but I feel like other leagues and like the international stuff wasn't starting up till way after that. Like, like a yeah. month after the 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 some of the parts on this roster and the end product, I I don't like watching the team not play well and you know look stressed at times against Haiti. But I, what would we have? There was nothing to gain from playing friendlies ahead of this tournament as a tune-up. Like who who were you going to play against and what were you going to really get out of it? French Guiana and Cardio. Like like. It's fine <laughs> that we didn't do it, but I would, I would like we, to see, and I'm hoping that it'll be the case that we see new faces uh, next game. But I think one of the issues that really kind of overshadowed this entire game is for for a team that seems so determined to play either a four three three or a three four three three four two. Dude, they they, they were they why, played a five three two for half right. of this game <laughs> and. and 
and that's dic- that's that is dictated by the roster selection because you know Paul Ariola, who I'm also a huge fan of, who's injury prone and has had his issues already. When he you know pulls up eight minutes or whatever it was into the game, well, all of a sudden you don't have a whole lot of wingers you can bring in off the bench to play your seemingly uh, you zero bread- wingers, right? What's supposed to be your bread and butter formations, um, and that's just kind of you started shoving people into weird spots. It didn't matter because it was Haiti, and as long as you like didn't commit an egregious error in midfield and you ran hard, like you were going to see the game out. Uh, uh, I, I, I just, I'm just picturing Greg Berhalter watching Paul Ariola go down, look down the bench, see no wingers and just look at, it, at, at somebody and just be like, we are all trying to find out the guy who did this. No, he watched the, he watched the English, England, Italy game. He was like, Oh, Marcus Rashford, Rashford right back. No, that makes sense. Let's just see who we can play where. It's fine. Was it, it's uh, cool. it, I don't know which he brought in one of the two of them at uh, Rashford right was playing was playing right back. Yeah, that that went really well. Nothing yeah. like bringing on cold penalty takers. That was so dumb. Oh Hold my. on, I, I I know that we're technically supposed to be talking about Gold Cup, but I need to rant for about. Yeah, two let's minutes. let's let's do it, baby. Okay, all right. <laughs> if you're a coach and you bring in cold penalty takers who have not played all game, in Rashford's case, haven't played in like a week and a half. And you're like, hey, go do this incredibly stressful thing in front of your entire country. And if you fuck up, you're, you're a villain for the rest of your life. And we're going to put the 19-year-old fifth. Awful. What an awful yeah, decision. I did not. That is wrong. It was cruel. It's cruel. It's, 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 it is such an egregious coaching error. I, 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 like, I watched it happen, and I texted my I, uh, friends of the podcast, uh, my British friends, Graham and Charlie, and I said, this is a fireable offense. Before it happened, when he brought them on, I said, this is a fireable offense because it's going to go poorly. It's like bringing in and certain basketball coaches do it. They like at the end of the game, you're down three and you bring in your best three point shooter to come in and, and write, run, run a play for them. Well, they haven't been running around for the past two hours, you dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it takes them time to get warm. So, so Saka has nine caps for the English national team. Yeah, nine, nine, nine caps. And that's not to say, and he's a spectacular player, but in the, the, there is no higher pressure situation in, in, in soccer. You are trying to I win Euros for England <laughs> in Wembley. And you have, I wouldn't call them the old guard, but you have like the, the more established, you know, I mean, I, why the hell is Harry Kane not in your five spot? I guess is just my point. I mean, I don't have a problem with him going first because it's like, okay, let's get out to a good start. He'll he'll pot it. We're we're feeling good. But like, okay, like you go you go through that list. Okay, Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling has been, I would say, your best player the entire freaking tournament. Why is he not in your five? Yeah, that ma- also that's true. One, that's the one that made no sense to me. Not only, I mean, obviously bringing in cold guys to take it didn't make a ton of sense but like bringing on two cold guys to take those shots and completely ignoring Raheem Sterling who is I, I, not having Raheem Sterling take a shot and having uh, Maguire take the second one for some uh, whatever reason it, 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 because he is a, a very secret penalty aficionado <laughs> I, I, it just seems like uh, Gareth just like spun a wheel and said okay whoever Tw- lands on is next 25 year old adult Jack Grealish on the field. Like, that's just... Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, Grealish, like, kind of got hurt, though, right? It doesn't that matter. Was, I, that's what... That, that was the only spot. reason I thought he didn't take one. That, like, it that, doesn't matter. That that seems... That was seems just so bizarre. The the, the entire strategy. And, and you know what? The, the live broadcast called for it. They said, oh, he has subs. You can bring on pe- penalty takers who are going to be a bit more comfortable at the spot. It's like, dude, they've been standing on the sideline for three hours. Well, they also called out not having uh, Sancho or Grealish in for uh, for Grealish's sake. It was like seventy minutes, and then for Sancho's spot, it was the like entire game. Yeah, it's like if you I need attacking Gre- soccer, you need to have your attacking players on the field. And oh wow, maybe we shouldn't park the bus for forty five minutes because we're not very good at parking the bus. I mean, the thing is, is that like, there's no, there's no excuse having watched this tournament, having watched the premier league, having watched these players at all. I assume in practice as well, there's no excuse for Jack Grealish not to be starting. It's like, called look, training. Mason, 
Idiot. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, Mason, like, look, Mason Mount is good. He's a good player. I, I don't see it, but you know what? I trust Thomas Tuchel more than I trust myself. Pulisic aside. Um, but like, he's not better than Jack Grealish. He's just not. And and the and the fact that Grealish was 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 coming on for twenty minute cameos, like, come on. It's very apparent when you see him on the, he, he just the way he moves and how he he just glides through challenges. He's I, I don't know. There, at it's, a certain it's point, you just, like, you just look at the eye test and you're just like, holy cow, this guy just seems like he should just absolutely massacre people going forward. And it's, Look, it's ma- almost like the best si- clubs in the world are trying to pay Aston Villa 120 million pounds for him. <laughs> like we're not, we're not like this isn't like a like a <laughs> diamond uh, in the rough that we yeah. find, right? It's, it's not it's, some some gem down in you know League One <laughs> that we that the pod figured out. We're gonna be their agent. We're gonna get them signed to Man U. Yeah, like this this dude is a pretty known commodity, and Gareth yeah. Southgate is like, no, no, we 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 need we need more Declan Rice. Right, we the, the, pod, the pod has been aware of Cavs Grealish since like 2019. There is no excuse for the manager of England to be like, "Huh, I wonder if this kid's got anything in him." Like, no, like very clearly, we've been wa- I've, we've been watching him for two years. Be like, man, he is clearly better than like everybody else on this pitch. He should be playing a lot. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous and egregious. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of people in lower divisions who the pod is now going to be the agent of, um, Shaq Moore. Shaq Moore. This, this podcast is officially a Shaq Moore fan account. Um, he was awesome. I loved watching him. Everything good happened because he uh, – I, I felt like a pretty tantamount disrespect he had for his Haitian rifles. Like every time he had the ball, he was like, nah, you can't stay with me. And usually so, he was right. Would you say that we want – more Shaq Moore. Attaboy. Mm-hmm. Attaboy. <laughs> <laughs> I survived the cold closing. <laughs> uh, I, I, see, the thing is, is I was I was going to do a cold close there, and I actually have more I want to talk about because we haven't mentioned <laughs> we haven't mentioned um, Jassy's sorry, Jassy Zardis getting his uh, 10th assist in the most Jassy Zardis way possible. Yep. <laughs> you know what? Uh, if I'm trying, you know, in the 30 seconds after that assist, I tried to think of of really creative or unorthodox nines who who set like think of how Zlatan like will hit the ball just in very like unusual ways to get people into space. If Zlatan hit that off of his foot in such a way, it'd be you know a, a stroke of genius. But because it's like face goals, Zardes, you know, everyone wants to hate. He like, didn't I, mean I, to. He didn't mean to do. Yeah, that. I think the. the I, I looked at the replays. I actually intense. think that he did. I think that it was a decent flick on. I'm going to stick up for Zardes <laughs> here. I I I think that if you asked Jesse Zardes what he did there, he would say, "I got an assist." And if you said how, he would say, "Well, oh. I got an assist." So, <laughs> yeah. End of conversation. <laughs> I mean, how many assists did you get today? Zero. Fuck out of here, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think the, the last thing that we wanted to talk about was um, uh, that last little moment. We talked about it a little bit and about how uh, Matt Turner got elbowed in the 92nd minute, uh, which almost led to a goal and no penalty. So um, on that note, any, any, any thoughts about CONCACAF uh, refs right now? Is there VAR at this tournament? I guess is my only other question. I assume yes. there has to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that scrum should not have happened, and it and it felt like that goal was coming, and, and it just didn't. But it, it seems pretty about, obvious. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Kevin. I was going to say, it seemed pretty obvious. He got cleared out a little bit, and there should have been a whistle. Guess, yeah. What's the question? Uh, my question is about uh, scheduling. Like, I don't understand why – because there's a game after us, right? Like, why are we scheduling yeah. games at 11.30 p.m.? Because these games are happening, like, in our hemisphere. They should be happening much, much earlier. Uh, I don't know about you, but I want to watch Guadalupe El Salvador at 1 in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say, CONCACAF is just seriously steering into the CONCACAF after dark thing, right? Like, this yeah. is... At- Oh yeah, that that game's ending five five. You better keep the TV on. <laughs> Special thanks to our co-host Greg, as well as our 
regular guest, Kevin. Um, you can find us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, where we're talking football, football, um, occasionally baseball and basketball, um, once in a while Marxism, weirdly. Um, so reach out, you know, give us a follow, add us, whatever. We'll probably respond or not. doesn't matter. Um, we are not on Instagram yet. We're working on it. We'll, we'll get that up and running shortly. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group and the Anchor app. Um, please like, subscribe, give us five stars on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for sticking with us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>